Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to be talking about one of my least favourite things when it comes to creating adventures for a convention, but also how it can potentially be used as an opportunity. So, first of all, cue the music. Okay, so the thing I'm talking about is creating pre-gender characters for convention scenarios. And this is pretty much a must because due to the nature of convention scenarios, you normally have a limited amount of time to run them across. So you don't really have time unless you're running a very simple game and you have a slightly longer time scale to have people sit down and create their own characters. And as we know from running various different RPGs, that people take different amount of times to create characters some people like myself just like to throw a handful of random dice and then come up with something in play as i talked about in our previous episode i'm happy to use a random character generator some people like to spend ages agonizing over where they're going to put their points how they're going to do their character build and stuff like that and they enjoy that as a whole part of the game and there's nothing wrong with that however it's not particularly conducive to a convention scenario with a limited time scale as i've said so by and large you'll normally be offered certainly in my experience in the games i run in the games i've played at conventions you'll be offered a choice of a handful of pre-gend characters now this has the advantage that you don't have to spend that time on creating characters you can just pick one that looks like something you're interested in and you can jump straight into the game without wasting any more time it also means that you're probably going to get characters that are sort of slanted towards whatever the theme of the convention module is so if you're playing a game set on a space station for instance there's probably going to be like a mechanic there might be like a marine there might be a scientist depending on what the scenario is but you're probably not going to end up with a character that's entirely useless for the adventure at hand however one of the things that i don't like and why i say this is one of my least favorite things about creating uh, convention modules is that obviously as the gm you've got to sit down and create all of these characters and think about where their place is and how they can be useful in that convention scenario now this can be a lot of additional work because you're probably already preparing the scenario you've got all the npcs to think about and all the various other bits and pieces the plot etc the maps the story any handouts you want to use etc how are you going to fit it all within the time limit stuff like that collating your notes making sure you're read up on the rule system that you're using you've got your test difficulties written down and all of the other assorted tasks that go with creating an adventure for a convention so it's a little bit of extra work and i often find it a little bit of a chore to do because for me personally creating the characters when i'm playing a game is fun but it's always secondary to actually playing the game itself so 
after I've gone through the work of creating a module, sitting down and actually creating the characters to play in that module, a task that would normally go to the players themselves, can feel like a bit of a chore. However, it can be an opportunity to add additional levels of interest to the game, as well as point the players in certain directions without sort of directly railroading them. Now, convention scenarios, by their necessity and their time limits, tend to be a little more limited than most games that you might play in. It's very rare that you will get like a truly sort of open-world scenario in a, a limited time convention slot, simply because it it's, doesn't really work that well in a time slot, unless the GM has put a lot of effort into making sure you can go on like a, a sort of confined adventure within that sort of open world scenario and has a lot of options, but that can be very difficult to do. But when you're creating these, these pre-gend characters for your conventions scenario, first thing I would advise you to do if you're doing this is to create iconic characters that are easily recognizable and that are staples of whatever genre you're running in. So for instance, I'm currently preparing a series of games for the UK Games Expo 2022, and I'm running games for Games On Demand along with some other GMs. And those are like two hour little taster sessions. So they're quite restrictive in terms of the time limit that we have, even more so than some of the other RPG games. It's all about giving the players a quick taste of a particular system, having a wide variety of systems that people can play and games that you can jump into and that capture the imagination. This year, the overall sort of theme is space opera and science fiction games. So I'm going to be creating the pre-gens along that line and thinking of scenarios that are iconic to that genre. So for instance, we mentioned earlier, you may be exploring a space station and that's a well-used trope of science fiction and space opera. You know, you've been sent to a space station either to recover sensitive data, maybe there's a wealth on board, maybe you've been sent by the company who run the space station maybe there's been a problem there maybe they've lost contact maybe something's gone wrong with the shady megacorp that run it that's a well-established trope it sets up a nice little mystery that the player characters have to unravel from the start they know what their objective is they're supposed to get to the space station and find out what's going on and then decide what to do about it and also if you don't make the space station too massive or you condense some of the exploration it's something that you can quite easily fit into a two-hour time slot but when it comes to creating the pre-gender characters for it there are certain types of character that you will see in an iconic space station exploration sort of film and i tend to think of things like aliens uh event horizon and i know that that's a ship they're exploring not a space station but the same sort of thing applies and in general you will have characters like the pilot who is piloting the player character's ship to get them there. You will have the captain of the ship. If there's special research on board, you may have a scientist who knows all about the research, and that's their field of expertise. 
you may have a systems expert or a tech person who can access the computers and the logs and stuff like that. You may also have some Marines or security personnel who go along with them to help protect them in case there's any unknown hazards or things like that. And let's face it, there probably will be because it's an RPG scenario. So those are very iconic characters and there's various characters you can use for different sort of sci-fi scenarios and sub-genres so if you're doing a sort of star wars inspired one you're probably going to have some sort of diplomat a smuggler maybe a sort of jedi-esque character probably an alien character or two in there and stuff like that the advantage of using these very easily recognizable archetypes is as with familiar scenarios that are sort of genre staples it and having pre-gen characters it allows the players to get straight into the game with minimal time expenditure. Because these archetypes are also so well known, it generally gives the players a good idea, even if they don't know the specific system, of what those characters are going to be good at. So let's say for, for a sort of Star Wars-esque scenario, you pick the Wookiee-style alien you can expect them to be like quite good in hand-to-hand -hand combat. They're probably good at shooting. They've maybe got a bit of technical skill. If you go for the scientist, you can expect them to have, probably not be very good in combat, but they're going to have great knowledge about science and their particular field of study, and they're probably going to have some insight into what's going on. If you're the hotshot pilot, you're probably a bit brask, probably a bit good with a six shooter no doubt an excellent pilot you've probably made the castle run in 13 parsecs or whatever it is and you're going to be the person if it comes to dogfighting or dodging enemy ships and stuff like that so it allows the players to very quickly pick a character that they find interesting and have some idea of their general competencies even if they don't know the specifics of how that works within the particular system that you're playing. You can also use it to introduce specific elements that you want for your game. So if you want to set up a particular bit of drama or a personal investment for one of the characters, you can put like a little note on their character sheet like, oh, you're your scientist his brother was the the chief botanist studying the strange alien plants that were brought aboard the space station and he's had no contact with him since the station went dark and that gives you an additional sort of bit of drama and complication or if you're running your star wars game perhaps the the jedi character has a history with the bounty hunter that's after the player party the bounty hunters almost managed to capture him before and has a grudge against him and you can set up little plot elements that sort of pay off in your scenario so there we are there are a few thoughts on why i occasionally find creating pre-gender characters for convention scenarios a little bit of a chore but also how they can be really useful to help people get into a game and also they can be used as an opportunity for the GM to really sort of focus the player characters on the objective of the game whilst also making it easier for them to choose the sort of role they want to adopt within the player party without them having to have scouts of system specific knowledge. So. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear what you think about this or any of our other episodes. Maybe you'd like to tell us that you love pre-gen characters or that you hate them at conventions and you'd rather create your own regardless of the time. Either way, 
If you want to get in touch, there are a few different ways you can do that. You can send us a voicemail message using SpeakPipe or Anchor. There's a link in the description below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.